It's another episode of Extra Bases with Bristol and Booth. Jason Bristol, Jeremy Booth. Hey, I saw Bo Naylor go deep for the Indians. Yeah, that must have made you real happy. I'm sad. I'm ecstatic for Bo uh, and Josh and the whole Naylor family. It's coming. Remember, we said they might play together by the end of the year. It's coming. He's, no, he's you off. said that. You said that. Yeah, I said that. It's off to a good start. And the and the minute I saw that home run, I thought, gosh, <laughs> the Astros drafted Seth Beer. <laughs> Seth Beer. If you had to pull all 30 major league teams, how many at this time would pick Seth Beer over Bo Naylor? One. The Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> That's all. You know, I remember, never forget when that happened, Jason. I was looking up at the ceiling. You commented on it. I was like, what are we doing? How do you leave that on the board? You know what? I mean, the Baltimore Orioles, you know, who were then the Houston Astros scouting department, they would, uh, they'd, they'd do it different. Everybody else, no, we'd go with Noah. So. Of course, the Texas Rangers making some major news by announcing that, hey, full house, come on in. Yeah. Texas is open, man. 100% mass, though. Texas is open, although they are requiring masks. I asked Jose Altuve and Dusty Baker both if they would feel comfortable in that situation. Dusty told me that, listen, I, I would have no choice. I got to do it. That's why I got both of my shots. He also told me that I would hope that they have that roof open. Now, Jose Altuve said... Yes, the game is missing something when fans are not in the stands. However, he is hoping that we get to a place where it is indeed safe for everyone to be at a ballpark. I'm just surprised that you would go right out of the gate with 100% capacity instead of building up, but they're taking the exact opposite approach. What are you hearing from people in the industry? Are they shaking their head at this? You know, people aren't don't usually comment on on stuff like this much because uh, it, there's a first in everything we do here with this, right? This is a first virus. It's a first vaccine. Now it's a first uh, game in a major league ballpark. We had fans. I that was me right here. If stars, we did that. Then there's you know playoffs, and then there's now it's first hundred percent. Um, you know, and, and Texas is the first state I think that's hundred percent open anyway. Right. Yep. So you've got 100 percent there. Let's, we're going to go 100 percent in Dallas. Um, they are insisting on mass. I, I don't think that I'd feel comfortable in that environment yet. Um, you know, I, I think there's still some uh, some uh, common sense smarts to be had here with how we're doing this. And um, so it was very surprising to me. I know that I haven't seen anybody else follow suit and say 100 percent yet. I don't think you will. I don't think the Astros will either um, or they would have done it by now. So. I think they're going to watch Texas and see what happens up there as far as the Dallas area and the Rangers and, and go from there. I don't think we're out of the woods of this yet. I don't think anybody, you know, reasonably thinks we are. Even Governor Abbott said we weren't. We need to, um, you know, still practice, you know, the, the things that we've, ma quote, mastered over the last 15 months or last year. So I, I would say that uh, you're looking at something that isn't over till the summer, and this has a chance to be a little bit of a powder keg, but let's hope, let's hope otherwise. The Astros, for the record, said that they will be limiting their crowds on opening day and throughout the month of April. We were told it would be, back in January, we were told it would roughly be about 25%. It may be a little bit more than that. I don't think they have an exact number, but uh, I think if the Astros 
knowing the leadership in Harris County and the city of Houston, you know that both of those entities would tell the Astros, uh, we would not appreciate if you open up 100%. So just to set the record straight there, yes, the Astros indeed will have limited fans uh, for their opener and throughout the month of April. One other thing that's happened since we last talked was new rules for playing rules across minor league baseball. Uh-oh, I see Jeremy already looking to the sky in disbelief. First off, AAA, larger bases to reduce player injuries and collisions the size of first, second, and third base will be increased from 15 inches square to 18 inches square. Competition committee also expects the shorter distances between bases created by the increased size to have a modest impact on the uh, success rate of stolen base attempts. We've all seen some really scary situations, especially at first base. I think of Cliff Floyd right off the bat. I don't know if that would be impacted by three extra square inches. Um, I'm guessing you're not a fan of this or this one doesn't really bother me that much. Are you bothered by this one? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bothered of the ones that we're gonna talk about that, they, that Major League Baseball put out there. This is probably the least offensive, okay? Um, I'm choosing. Well, let's to... skip this then, and let, let's go to the most offensive. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm looking at, at these rules, and I'm talking about. To me, I go straight to the point of we shouldn't have to have these in the first place. We're doing these because the things that we, you and I have talked about. This man, you know, this I'm going to tell you, 2021 is going to be a lot of fun for me, for you. When we get back in, in person together, it's going to be a lot of fun because this bitter guy over here, this bitter dude that was. With, for so long has been saying all of these things that are coming up right now about how the game is being played. This is an indictment, fans, fellow countrymen, whatever. This is an indictment of what has happened in Major League Baseball today with how we're playing. It's an indictment of the so-called true outcomes. It's an indictment of throw as hard as you can, even if it's off the backstop and swing as hard as you can, hit in the 17th row and the walks and the strikeouts and the lack of stolen bases. I'm going to remind everybody, and I know, Jason, you know this because you're an excellent historian, but this wait for the three-run home run baseball, everybody's playing. Earl Weaver, look it up. Baltimore Orioles, it's happened before. Didn't work. No parades, no championships. You're going to have to go back the other way to play baseball here. So what the league is saying is our fans are bored. They're tired of seeing this. Too many walks, too many strikeouts. 50% of the runs scored are coming on home runs. These are real things. And while, you know, people are still watching baseball, Actual viewership and the demographics that they want is going the other way, okay, which doesn't bode well for the future. That's a business decision. So the league is saying we don't trust the people teaching the game right now in organizations. We don't trust people making decisions right now in organizations to correct how they're evaluating it and the product they're putting on the field to be more exciting. We're going to entice you. We're going to force this a little bit. We're going to test some of the minor leagues to see if that's going to happen. But that's not the problem. Good for the league for recognizing the problem. It's sad that we need this after 150 years of something being pretty good. Then the last 20, we've decided, or 15, and we've decided this is the way we want to play baseball now. So the, the fans have said, eh, I've had enough. I'm not going anymore. The people that are analysts that say it's efficient, and, and not everybody, but some are analysts. I've had someone go back and forth with me on Twitter saying, saying I'm a bitter, bitter scout. Nope. The analysts that are they're looking at this view, this is an indictment of you. This is an indictment of, of people – 
uh, relying on the three-run home run and the strikeout to win baseball games. And it's not it's not putting forth. Uh, go ahead. I don't want to. I don't want to steal your thunder on these rules. But that's the point of, of doing this is to put action back in the game. Well, I think it's very interesting that Michael Hill, who is certainly a fine baseball man, who's now the MLB senior vice president of on-field operations. We are listening to our fans. This effort is an important step forwards. Uh, and in, this effort is an important step towards bringing to life rule changes aimed at creating more action and improving the pace of play. Listening to, I've never heard a fan tell me that, you know what, we really need to make sure that a pitcher steps off the rubber on a pickoff play. I, I have never heard any fan ever, ever, ever say that. So in low A, we're talking pickoff limitation, a pitch timer, and ABS. So um, pitchers will be limited to a total of two step-offs or pickoffs per plate appearances in low A. Low A Southeast, the automated ball strike system, ABS, kind of like the brakes, um, that will be used to assist the umpires. Mm -hmm. Then uh, two behind home plate and one on-field timer, pace of play. And then the this is the one that gets me. It's the high A step-off rule. Pitchers are required to disengage the rubber prior to throwing to any base with the penalty of a balk in the event the pitcher fails to comply. Oh, man. Double A, defensive positioning. The defensive team must have a minimum of four players on the infield, each of whom must have both feet completely in front of the outer bound boundary on the infield dirt. Um, you know, I, I see your face here. You've got your face covered. <laughs> what? I don't... Fans are not calling for these plays. Now, listen, time of game, that one I understand. And I don't know if there is a true way to shorten games other than when it comes to television, a lot less commercials. They're, they're just trying to, you know, the, the only thing Michael Hill said in there that um, has a lot of validity to it is put action back in the game. They put action back in the game and, and, and you're going to shorten pace of play. You're going to pick a pace of play and shorten game times anyway, Right. You're going to have you're, you're basically starting to try to outlaw the shift, which is the wrong approach. These are all band-aids to the problem. The problem is, and let me say it now for those in the back that forgot I said this before. The problem is this is how, how we're teaching this game, how we're evaluating this game with this generation. And, and, and it's not about analytics and it's not about forward thinking or sideways thinking or backwards. It's not it's not that it's not old school. It's not new school. This isn't a school. This is a problem. OK, you, you have fans that would like to see games pick up a little bit. I, I'm one of them. I'm a baseball fan at heart first. And some of this stuff is painful to watch. We have done the world series. We've done a couple world series now. And I'm looking at you like, what are we doing? Can we hurry this up? This is the world series. Okay. This is when you're supposed to want to be there. So what I, what I would say to that is yes, but they're doing it because instead of changing out the people and going to the organizations and saying, go back and find evaluators, go back and find guys that can teach this stuff, go back and find um, people who can, who, who identify base stealers, right? The, the weirdest thing in the world is, is the line about we need to increase the bases because we want to improve stolen bases. You want to improve stolen bases? Let guys run. You got catchers on one knee. You got one knee. They're not even at both feet. You got one knee down. What are we running for? Every I can steal a base, and I got zero career stolen bases, Jason. I got zero, and I could go out there right now and steal a base because they're on one knee. This isn't hard to do. We're just finding band-aids for the problem. 
But Major League Baseball did recognize there is a problem. Okay, and if there's a if there's a bright side in this, a bright spot, that's the bright spot. It's not being handled right. Hopefully clubs pick up on this. These rule changes make me feel like I'm nine years old again or eight years old and I'm going back to T-ball or softball or whatever the heck kind of ball we played at eight in Little League and seven. We, it's, this is not professional baseball. And I understand why they're doing it, but that's not the, the problem is who who is doing the teaching and who is dictating how this game is played. I do want to correct you, however. Go ahead. In seven professional seasons, I have you down here for one stolen base. I don't know how I got it because I got zero. Okay. 1990, 1998, Tri-City of the Western League. You don't recall stealing that base? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I had a couple years in the Mexican minor league too down there in the North Day Sonora. And uh, those are not listed here on baseballreference.com. You remember how sports data? Remember that? At the yep. time, they didn't pay the fee to be listed with Hal because so I just those leagues were those were weird. But anyway, um, I did have a couple years down there. And that was a lot of fun. But I, I don't remember one stolen base in the history of my career. So even still, I got one. Let's just say I got one. Okay, because that's what Baseball Reference says, which I still think is a mistake. If I got one, I go out and get thirty right now because they're on one knee. You run until they stop you. All right. Um, that puts action back in the game. You want to see guys hit hit, uh, hit ball in the middle of the field? Why are we trying to pull the baseball? Why? Because it's shorter for home runs? All right. There's more points in the middle of the field. We talk about getting on base, right, on base percentage. Been, been big for a long time. Kind of came back in the, in the uh, extreme popularity about 15, 18 years ago. Biggest component of, of on base percentage is batting average. But we're losing batting average. We're trying to yank everything, right? We're trying to fix how you're playing the, playing the game. Problem solved. That simple. But it, I will say this, though, Jeremy, in, in this release from Major League Baseball, it doesn't mention anything about more stolen bases. So where are you getting that, like that they want more stolen bases? They're trying to entice people to steal bases because they're going to say the analytic, analytical guys are going to say the bases are bigger, your chances are better, let's run. But they're saying, though, here they expect it to only have a, a moderate impact on the success rate. Yeah, but these of course, guys... that's the, that, of course, I may have just answered my own question. The success rate whereas this may encourage more people to make the attempt to steal Correct. a base. Correct. That's all they're trying to do. You're talking about, we'll go back to the catching because this is easy, measurable. You're talking about, um, you know, people who are doing the one knee catching style to try to steal two strikes a game and giving up seven bases in the process. Okay. There's no reason why these extra bases uh, shouldn't work. The extra bases, you know, us. No, there's no reason why the extra size of the bases shouldn't entice these guys. Oh, I got another 47 centimeters. Let me try. It's, it's just like that's, you know, just trying to put the action back in the game. Michael Hill said it right. It's sad we had to go to this, but that's what we had to go to. The step off rule seems really bizarre to me because unless they're fully going to implement this in Major League Baseball, I would think that this would have, especially at the lower levels when guys are still trying to figure things out and that's just one more. And, and I know it's, it's a small thing on the, on the grand development scale, but just one little extra thing that they've got to worry about when they're on the mound, when they're trying to perfect their location and basically how to be a professional within a, within the context of a game. I just, I don't understand unless you're truly going to implement that at the big league level it really makes no sense to me because you're just adding one more thing that these guys have to think about. I know it's not a big thing, but 
it just, well, it seems, is a big it just seems like a bizarre deal. But apparently, I didn't realize it was in the uh, second half of the Atlantic League. But then again, in 2019, I didn't realize that. It's a big deal because nobody's taught to do that all the way up. You get into professional baseball, now you got to add that to it. That's something pitchers have to think about. They're less likely to pick the first base. What happens when you're less likely to pick the first base? Bigger leads, more Bigger likely stuff. to run. Okay, this is all calculated. We're going to stop this. We're going to add that. We're going to grow this. It's all designed to one follows the other. So the, the end result is the fan doesn't see it, but we're stealing more bases. We're picking over less. We are uh, putting four guys on the infield now, which, man, I don't care where you stand. You want to stand all the way in left field, fine. I'll hit the ball the other way. But that's called playing baseball. Now all you're doing is saying we're going to put four guys on the infield to start experimenting with eliminating the shift. It's not going to help you. You're just going to go ahead and shift on the other side anyway. You still got to go the other way. Put three infielders on the third base side and the first base in the, in, in the hole. That's what you're going to do. Big gap, right center field. Here we go, right? Nothing's changed. You're just shortening the distance. So um, the idea is to increase batting average, uh, which means hits, right? Increase hits. Give guys incentive to stay in the middle of the field and give them incentive to steal bases because statistically the analysts will tell them it's okay now. That's the point. A favorite spectator sport of mine now is to look and see – the back and forth between you and some people on Twitter. I, it's almost like a tennis match. I go, okay, Jeremy's tweet, their tweet. Jeremy's tweet, their tweet. Jeremy's tweet, their tweet back. <laughs> How come you let these guys or certain people – well, let me rephrase that. Why do you feel it's important that you really engage a lot of these people? Um, I don't – is it because they basically are calling you a dinosaur? Uh, well, I mean, that's that's a leading question, Jason. I don't know if I'm being called a dinosaur. I think what I think uh, what what has happened is, um, to be clear, this latest battle. I put a tweet out about the rules, okay, and and a certain person that I hold and his group responsible for how the game is being played today. He's been listened to. He has he's had almost every club in baseball's ear. There's no denying this. Um, he's preached a couple of different things, and that's swing hard, throw hard. That's about it, okay? How we get to those points, that's it. We used to call that in professional baseball, it's A-ball stuff. It's not playing baseball. That's A-ball stuff. You do that stuff down there because you don't know what you're doing yet. Then you try to figure that stuff out on the way to the big leagues. So um, if you can't master that, you don't get to play. Imagine that. Can't master that stuff, you don't get to play. So what I did was I put that out there. Now, I, I personally think, and I'll say on record – that I, I've, ne I've never met the guy, have been around him. He's been around me at certain conventions and, and, and conversations. We've never spoken live. Um, and so I'm leaving everything personal that could possibly come from this because I don't have that to grind really, okay? I don't think he has any business in baseball, my opinion. I think he's hurt the game. I think his people have hurt the game. That's not representative of anybody else but me. And I'm publicly saying it, like I said on Twitter, he's got no business in baseball. Now, what people got offended by, which, man, I just, sorry, got offended by was that I said somebody who has made a lot of money, that's what that is, in baseball, who has been listened to, was hurting the game. But the reason why is because they're brainwashed. I asked one guy yesterday, I said, how much are your dues? He didn't answer me, but the question I was asking was, how much are your dues to the driveline cult? You know, that's what I was trying to get at. He didn't say anything. The reality of this situation is just really easy. He's been listened to you all by all 30 teams. Everybody at this point's tried his stuff. I mean, everybody, the Brewers, the Marlins, the, the Mariners, the, everybody's done it. Astros, obviously, everybody's done it, okay? Hasn't worked out. 
The way it works out is when the teams that win go back and play baseball with these tools. But that's been the same for 150 years. Nothing has changed there. You can't change the essence of baseball. And I believe this guy, this thinking, this thinking, not this guy, this thinking has hurt the game to the point where the commissioner's office now has to regulate us like we're eight. That's a problem. And so when these people come back at baseball, something that I've grown up in my entire life, been around it, come back at that stuff. It's not being a dinosaur. I'm 44 years old. I'm not a dinosaur at all. I'm very much in the prime of where I'm at and thankful to be here every single day. But the reality is there's a, a, a nation, literally nation, of professional people who have spent time in this game, still in this game, gave their lives to this game that can't speak. I've got a platform. I've got a voice. And sometimes you're going to go ahead and throw some, let's call it a, um, a poor argument back at me, and, and then I'm going to get you. Because if you have something to say, and it's got some kind of validity, there was a couple of points in there that made some sense. Like, yeah, you know, I can get that. I didn't quite see it. That. I can hear that. But if you're just going to come at me with adapt or die, change is king. You're, you're afraid of losing your job. I'm going to go get, I'm going to get, I'm going to go get you. It's like quarterback coming out of the pocket. I'm going to light you up. Okay. And that's what happened. And I did. So it's not about, you know, I told one guy, I said, go sit in the corner. The adults are talking. You know, I mean, I don't want, I'm not interested in that. It's just, that's what it is. So you're going to come at me, man, have something that's got some kind of basis. I asked one other guy, this Jason, you've had this car, these conversations, we've had them. He said, well, it's the most efficient way to some, some, some young guy, young kid, 22, 21. Um, you know, he said, we've had, he's the most efficient way to play baseball. I said, no, it's not. The most efficient way to play baseball is score runs and win. Right. And he goes, no, if you don't think that, then you're just willfully ignorant. I, I don't know. And, I, and then he threw something at me and I went to bed. Like, you know me, I go to bed. I'm not going to sit there all night. I just went to bed. Went on with my life, woke up this morning and he had gone back at it. Oh, he's not going to answer. You know, you think, uh, um, you know, you, 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 he's afraid of losing his job. I'm like, bro, wait a minute. Okay. Not afraid of any of this. I'm just not going to stay up all night and, and, and go mindless with you. Give me something that's got some validity. The true outcomes aren't even true. The reason why they're not true because the game changes pitch to pitch. Every pitch creates a different situation. I don't care if there's nobody on or nobody out. 0-1 is different than 1-0. 1-1 different than 2-1. 1-2 is different than 3-1. It's a different – who's behind you? How, where are you in the, in the game? All that, That's not true because every situation you're in, the score dictates what you're doing. That's not a true outcome. The true outcome is the first pitch of the game. Do you know why? Because it's the first pitch and nothing's happened yet. Nobody on, nobody out. No chance to have an enemy on base. No chance to have a count. Guys on the mound, you're in a box. Let's go. That's a true outcome. Outside of that, there's always something that's dictated it. And the whole concept of true outcomes is it's what you can control. So it's a fallacy. Now, what fallacy? I don't remember. I got to go back to, to my philosophy. And I got to go back to my, my, uh, my rhetoric education. Shocking, right? Rhetoric education. I got to go back to that. And I got I to gotta go look at what that is. But it's, it's a fallacy. It's, it's not real. And we're buying into something that's not real. So... You know, for me, I guess this is the word, the word of the day. I'm offended. I'm offended that it, people who have given their lives to this for so long, only now to be proven right. Like, we're right. We're proven right. You got to put action back in the game. Oh, the Astros have a terrible system. Oh, the stolen bases need to come back. Line drives in the but we're bitter, right? No, we've just been saying this the entire time. And so when you try to turn around and say, oh, well, you know, change is good, adapt or die, what changed? I mean, the reversion that you're being forced to do now, stop it. So that's why I go back at like a tennis match. And by the way, some of that stuff's kind of fun. 
It is, an, it is entertaining, I'm not going to lie. I think the biggest thing for me, and that we've talked about this, is it's all about a blend, a mixture of all these things to make, to make better ball players, to make the game better. But you just can't have these, these, these absolute ways of doing things because there's gray area in baseball, in life, everything. And, you know, we've seen it in the draft. We've seen it on the field. We've seen it in front office decisions. You need a little bit of everything because that's what works. It, it's worked in every industry and it will work in every industry. I think for the next hundred years, you, you've got to pick parts of things. You just can't basically use a system and then say, this is what we're going to do and nothing else. That's just my that's, two that's cents. That's a fact. Couldn't agree more. All righty. Well, um, we got a lot to talk about on the next Extra Bases. For Jeremy Booth, I'm Jason Bristol. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.